Heyo, people of the internet. We are back with another episode of Concerto. And nothing really super pressing, crazy, mastermind scheming. No uh, no promotions have been bought that I know of. Um, Tony Khan is going to have a huge announcement tonight on Dynamite. Um, you know, it's just his weekly huge announcement. Um, five bucks at Sabu and the Sandman. Well, gladly take your five dollars because there's absolutely no way it's Sabu and the Sandman. I'm telling you, the Sandman and Sabu are going to come back and have one more match against each other. It is April 20th. I think we're more likely to see Rob Van Dam come out. It'll be a triple threat: Rob Van Dam, Sandman, Sabu. You kicked Sandman out, and it'd be a better match, but it still wouldn't be very good. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, this is episode 17 of Concerto. You know the deal. Follow us on Twitter at Concerto1. Um, kind of been a little bit quiet over there lately. Maybe because there just hasn't been a lot of wrestling news lately. Kind of been a slow news week. Yeah, Tony Khan's kept this announcement under wraps this time. <laughs> yes, he has. Um, um, is he going to announce that Jay White is back with the company? Or we're just uh, going to ignore that Jay White's been gone? Who's Jay White? I don't remember that guy ever. Uh... <laughs> You mean the New Japan guy never showed up in AEW as far as I'm concerned. He showed up like twice, once on Dynamite, wrestled one match and said, eh, I'm out of here. And I don't blame him because honestly, he's got a better gig right now in New Japan because there's a hundred new wrestlers every week in AEW. It feels like with AEW, there'll be a new wrestler that will debut. And then after about two or three weeks of a good booking, good pushing, um, they just disappear. Yeah, yeah, and honestly... Um, that's probably hate, the biggest problem for AEW right now. That's their biggest problem. It's a good problem to have. Um, but um, right now, I'm kind of also thinking, you know, this week also, I don't have anything to say about Cody. So, I mean, hey, WWE, you better get back on that. I better mean, get sure. back on that. He wrestled, but, I mean, I don't care. <laughs> Who did he wrestle, Kevin Owens? Yeah. And he won by count out, though, so... Yeah, Kevin Owens' storyline with somebody else is more important than him wrestling Cody to me. Yeah, that, that was awful. But uh, speaking of Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens is now turning into Sami Zayn. You pointed that out last show that he's turning into Sami Zayn about the conspiracy theory that Ezekiel is actually Elias. That's a absolutely insane conspiracy theory, and I like this information. We need an asterisk next to it. This is clearly Ezekiel. Um, anyone saying otherwise is spreading misinformation and it's kind of messed up. Yeah, see, there's actually a picture of Ezekiel with Elias. Yeah, and I don't know how you could dispute visual proof that these two are, in fact, brothers. They have taken pictures together, of course. They've lived their entire lives together, and you got guys like Kevin Owens trying to come in and ruin a real good family. I mean, they're just trying to ruin a real good family. I I mean, literally, uh, Ezekiel... It's the younger brother of Elias. And with Elias, is like, uh, who knows what happened to Elias? Maybe he's just taking a break from wrestling. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe he's burnt out. There's a lot that he's been through. Also, uh, let's get something straight. Ezekiel doesn't play guitar. So, I mean, clearly, he's not Elias. Yeah, I get they look a lot alike. But that's just how some brothers look. Like, not all brothers are going to look like Matt and Jeff Hardy, where they don't look alike whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, these two, clearly, I mean... Ezekiel's got the same facial feature. I mean, that's more pressing matter right there. He is his younger brother. That's clearly proof he is. I mean, in the picture, you can't dispute it. I mean, everyone's like, oh, it's Photoshop. Like, please. 
I went into Photoshop and tried to like look at the properties of them. Like, no, it's not Photoshopped. Yeah, I've uh, been an expert in Photoshop. One time I used it for an assignment once. And I'll tell you, I, I couldn't see a difference between that and a non-doctored picture. Mm-hmm. So uh, Kevin Owens needs to chill out with, you know, watching InfoWars or whatever he does in his free time, the conspiracy theorist. He needs to calm down with that and just, you know, accept what facts are. Yeah, he needs to accept what facts are. Um, so so uh, there was a lie detector segment. What did you think of that? It was very entertaining. It was very entertaining. I, I, was, very, I was very sports entertained. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest thing. I don't know how it is, but Kevin Owens, the build with Steve Austin was great. And this thing with Ezekiel is great too. And he hasn't hold he hasn't world hasn't held a championship belt in five years in WWE, believe it or not. Honestly, he doesn't need to, but he's building to a point where you're gonna have to put it on him soon because this is just gold every week. He's been doing gold. Whatever Vince has given him, he's run with it. Yeah, he's knocked it out of the park. I mean, this storyline has no business being this funny. And least, it's got me every week. I'll watch it. I'll go to my day because I'm not gonna watch for all for this. I'm going to look up the highlights after all, honestly, because it's not like Impact back in the day when you watched the entire show to get to the Broken Hardy segment because it was an hour and a half show. You can't do that with Raw. Raw's three hours. You'll fall asleep. Yeah, you will fall asleep because they're going to catch on to how good this is and put it later in the show. So you have to watch yeah. for it. And I am not going to play into their tricks. Yeah. And we got this thing called YouTube. And WWE has multiple YouTube channels, and it's always putting up content. So, yeah, and they'd be foolish not to put Kevin Owens and Ezekiel up there. I mean, especially Ezekiel, he's a entertaining guy, dude. Everyone wants to talk with Zeke. Yeah, and I mean, I the rest of the locker room is clearly in the know. They know this is Ezekiel. They know this is yeah. really the younger brother of Elias. And quite frankly, Kevin Owens is embarrassing himself. Even Ciampa said it was uh, Ezekiel. Yeah, because he knows. He, yeah, he knows. He's been around long enough. Yeah, I mean, no if you one is a younger brother. If you can try to discredit Tommaso Ciampa, then you have a problem. Yeah, the problem is probably going to be he's going to dent your head in somehow, and that's honestly, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tempt fate with him. I wouldn't tempt fate either. But I understand you also have a promo this show. I got a promo to cut is what I've got. You got a promo to cut. That's that's going to be fun. Yes, I do. Are we getting to that right now? <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to get to that right now. We'll tease it later on down the line. But, so what else do you want to see more of this uh, Ezekiel and Kevin Owens feud? Honestly, I want Ezekiel to stand up for himself. I mean, there's only so many times you can say you are who you are and this guy keeps saying you're not. You know what? I want to see him feed Kevin Owens a knuckle sandwich is what I want. All right. So what, what are your predictions for Ezekiel going down the line? as opposed to WrestleMania backline, it's just probably going to be a match with Kevin Owens. He'll likely be in the Money money in the Bank ladder match. What do you think? you think Ezekiel can win the, the briefcase? I think he's got as good of a shot as anybody. I mean, he looks pretty agile, um, more agile than his brother who would just wrestle in, like, jeans. Weirdo. Yeah, it um, is a weird thing. Wrestling Ezekiel's clearly a more professional wrestler. I mean, look at him. He's got yeah. the trunks on. He's always in his ring gear. He's never in street clothes, so he's, he's always prepared for a fight. Exactly. So uh, Ezekiel, I think, I, I don't know if it's, it's a little early to say if he'll be winning the ladder match. But I think he is going to give Kevin Owens a little bit of a taste of his own medicine. 
Yeah, I think I think he's gonna give Kevin Owens a little taste of his own medicine. Um, WWE has something interesting with his Ezekiel character. Um, I mean, people are starting to get behind him really quick. He won his debut match. Yeah, he did win his debut match, and quite frankly, it was impressive. I mean, this guy, uh, he's a legitimate talent. You don't get signed to WWE and skip NXT, especially without yeah. being legit. So one thing we, we have to know, um, WWE, uh, when is the Ezekiel merchandise going to come out? That's a good question. And you know what? <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, you know what WWE stands for is uh, we want Ezekiel. We want Ezekiel. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that, that's right. We want Ezekiel. But, um, and it, I mean, it's surprising he doesn't have a shirt yet because uh, today WWE Shop came out with a new shirt. Did, did they? Yes, <laughs> yes they, they did. did. The one I yes, said to you. they did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. RK Bro 420 shirt. Says I just smoked your and now I can't say the last thing. Somewhere Rob Van Dam is very angry he never got this. <laughs> so did you know Rob Van Dam gifted Vince McMahon rolling papers when Rob Van Dam was inducted into the Hall of Fame? I did read that, and quite frankly, that is the most on-brand thing I've ever heard about Rob Van Dam. <laughs> oh, that that is really funny. But uh, speak speaking of um top talent how about fdr lately top guys yeah Yeah, these top guys are putting on shows but there's been some rumors about their contract and don't laugh when you hear this but apparently wwe is interested in bringing back ftr that that's hysterical but also if you're ftr you're probably gonna listen to it you listen to it for the money, and then you laugh remembering what they did with you. Yes. Because these guys are clearly more of the – I mean, Dax loves Bret Hart so much that I'm pretty sure he knows better than to go back. Yeah. But I think what the FTR is, the argument that can be made for them going back to WWE is that they're booking an AEW for better, better half of a run has been atrocious, except for the, maybe the past month or two past month has been uh hey let's throw some dream matches together again and everyone sees what ftr has and they're also very much skirting the line now where they're almost faces they're pretty much faces at this point and they're pretty much faces because the people understand that ftr is the best tag team in the world they are it's not the bucks It's, it's ftr it's absolutely not the bucks i mean look at all the gold ftr has i mean exactly too scared to go out of the promotion really but FDR, I think when you look at the booking in AEW, has it been perfect? Not even close. But compared to WWE, it's still somehow better. It's it is still somehow better because they haven't the Im- point there. They haven't embarrassed FDR. I mean, the segments they're throwing FDR on, like when they're on Raw, were just pathetic. This they is a pathetic. legitimate tag team that is very good, and they were just an afterthought when they had the titles. They were an afterthought. I think probably the best program they had was after SummerSlam when the Hardys were teasing the broken gimmick, but I believe it was, uh, I believe it was Cash Wheeler who got hurt. Yeah. It was Wheeler who got hurt and they were about to enter a program with the Hardys in the new day. And that was going to be pretty big, but then Wheeler got hurt and they had to transition. 
That's the big problem with tag teams in WWE is once a guy gets hurt, you get thrown on the shelf, especially the one who's not injured. You could go out there and compete, but you're not going to get a push because they know that you are a tag team competitor. Yeah. I mean, let's be real with tag teams in WWE. If FTR goes back to WWE right now, who are they going to face? Usos? We've already seen that match. RK Bro? Well, Roberto looks like he's high all the time, so no. Um, yeah. who, who else? Uh, Private Party, Street Profits, whatever their name is. I keep confusing the two. They're very similar. I just think it, it's it'd be a bad idea to go back creatively. Street Profits. Um, that's the name. Street Profits. Your your money might be better. Which honestly, I will once again say, Tony Khan is the son of a billionaire who is bankrolling this money. Is not a problem. Yeah. And these guys are showing what they're worth lately. And I believe Tony Khan and AEW exercised their option to put another year on the contract. Yep. I bet they're going to stay farther than that because Tony Khan knows this. Your tag division is one of the things you have over WWE. Yep. I mean, the tag division in AEW is a lot better than WWE's because WWE, you can really only point to a couple team teams, which is Street Profits, Usos. RK Bro right now in the New Day, but New Day's fizzled out a ton. Yeah, and that's uh, really no fault of their own. They, they if Biggie's around, it's a different story. And, and that is no fault. I feel like it's time to break up the New Day. Uh, as sad as it say, it's time to break up the New Day. It, break them up, but you don't need them to feud either. <laughs> no, you don't need them to feud. It's uh, it's run its course. They've been you together can... for what twelve years now. No. 10, no. 10 years, something like that. I want to say I want to say 8 at most. But um these guys like they've ran their course especially I think, you know, you're getting maybe merch sales are still up and that's why you keep them around. They definitely get that. plateaued. Yeah, but they're not going to get any more over. Yeah, I mean Kofi's got as over as he could ever get. Um Xavier I just don't see him ever as a main event talent. Big E should have been more over if they had booked him properly, but they did not, and he was not. Yeah, and he's probably not going to see another really main event run ever, if not a long time. Yeah, it's going to be a while before we even see him back in any capacity. Say really. if he can even wrestle again, too. Yeah, we don't know if he, if he can, and I'm not going to speculate on that, but if he can, it'll you know the pop when he comes back will be ridiculous. Yeah, it will be. Get him some better theme music, though, because honestly, they all need better theme music. Yeah, uh, I like the one where uh, I still miss the uh, three ain't enough. Uh, I need five gimmick. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, that also, it was a good intro to his uh, theme song. It was. Uh, but uh, yeah, so FTR, it's interesting with FTR because what do you do with them right now? You know, they're hot. You Honestly, do you put the AW tag titles on them right now? Yes, I don't care how you do it. I want FTR holding all the gold because they have so much momentum. They beat the Briscoes in what is arguably the match of the year. Then they face the Young Bucks, another match of the year contender. Yeah. I mean, they got a serious match out of the Young Bucks. There wasn't any of the usual Bucks nonsense going they got, on. They got so much of a serious match out of the Young Bucks. Jim Cornette called them the Young Bucks in his episode. Which is actually, that is an accomplishment in its own right. FTR has so much momentum. They're so over. They're, uh, I think, I don't think they've split from the pinnacle yet, but you could feel that tension rising. Yeah, it's going to, it's going to happen. 
And once that happens, FTR's got so much face momentum that you yeah. honestly should put the titles on them somehow. Find a way because they're more over than Jurassic Express because they're a theme song. And they're more over than the Bucks, which is hard to do in AEW. Yeah. You've got to capitalize on this, especially if you want to keep them. If you want them signing that deal, you give them what they deserve. I think they need to go on a run with the belts where they don't lose any belt for the next two years. Yeah, these guys, I mean, first of all, their, their presentation is just amazing. These they're are great. two, they're old school and the music is old school. And at first I thought the music was a little off-putting for what they are. Yeah. But it's grown on me too. I mean, their, their merchandise looks cool too. Love the retro FTR Living Legends shirt. Yeah, it is a good looking shirt. And quite frankly, you need to get, you need to start selling these shirts. And if you get them as a main event team, in front of the audience very often because the one thing that's a problem with the tag division is it's really not put on display very often. It, it really isn't. I mean, they don't have a lot of main event angles with the tag division. And if it is a main event tag team match, nine times out of 10, it's a big shape tag team match. Yeah, it's that or it's the stables against stables type of deal. It is. Like, honestly, it is. I mean, we go back to probably, probably the most fun days about Impact Wrestling back when the Broken Hardys got going was their tag feud with Decay was great, and it was the main event program. Yeah, because Impact knew that they had gold, and they capitalized on that very well with yep. the Broken Hardys to the point where they didn't want to let the gimmick go. With tag team wrestling, mind you. Not, not with the world champion, not with the women's champion, not with a mid-card belt, a tag team championship. Yeah, it's something you don't see anymore, and that's unfortunate because tag team wrestling can be the most entertaining thing you watch. Yes. And FTR does it perfectly. I mean, from first of all, their finisher has been the greatest tag team finisher for the last decade. Love the big rig. It looks yes. like a finisher. So I, I just want to see better utilization of them consistently because recently it's gotten better. It's gotten, it really has gotten a lot better. But you need to keep this momentum going. You'd be consistent with them the same way you've been consistent with keeping momentum on your single stars. Yeah. So they got the ROH tag belts. They got the AAA tag belts. Screw it. Make them the Impact Tag Team Champions. Where are the Good Brothers? Uh, the Good Brothers, I believe, might be on their way out. <laughs> I, I have not time. seen the Good Brothers since the Christian Cage Impact World Championship match. Oh, in AEW. In AEW. Um, they're thankfully gone because I saw the online reaction. They the Fans do not care for the Good Brothers. If you're not here for the Gear Brothers, but th are they still the Impact World Champions? Because I have not looked. I will search that because I'll be honest, I don't keep track on Impact. Because uh, we know I Impact has a working relationship with AEW. They do, but it, it feels like it's, it hasn't been capitalized on as well. They kind of pick and choose when they have a alliance going on. I want, I want all the belts on FDR. I want the Impact Tag Team Championships. I want them to go over to Japan. Win the New Japan Tag Team Championships. You name it. I want every tag belt on them. The World Tag Team titles are held by Eric Young, Joe Daring, and Cody Deaner, uh, uh, named Violent by Design. Uh, yeah, Deaner, uh, under the Freebird rule, is a title holder. Uh, I like Eric Young. Uh, the other two, I'm, uh, Cody Deaner, I don't like, and Joe sounds... Daring, I'm not familiar with. Disgusting. 
Yeah, I don't know what, what they're doing, but if Eric Young's doing a crazy gimmick, then I like it. <laughs> Let's bring back the Wolves. Where are the Wolves? Uh, I don't think they'll team up again. I don't know. What happened um, to the Wolves? Davey I Richards retired for a hot minute is what happened to them. Davey Richards retired? He retired and has since come back. I know uh, Anthony Edwards, he had a nice little push there and impact for a bit. Yeah, I think his push started when uh, – what's zoo is it? Oh, that's going to bother me. He got hit in the face with a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah. And that was uh, that was his push for a while there. Guy who got hit in the head with a baseball bat and got mad. Yeah. Who did that? I think the guy – he teamed he, with Moxley before he went to WWE. I know he feuded with uh, uh, Anthony Edwards. I know he feuded with Lashley over the Impact World title for a bit, too. Oh, Sammy Callahan is who did it. Sammy Callahan, Sammy Callahan went to WWE? Yeah, he did for a little bit. He did not succeed in NXT. He was Solomon Crow there, and then he left NXT and went back to the independence. Yeah, I didn't doubt that. But, man, F- it's like you said, FTR – they need to capitalize this, and it's just simple. Drape them on gold and have them be dominant. Yeah. don't You don't have to have them run through everybody. Keep having great matches. Yeah. But these guys really do deserve that long run with the uh, – especially the AEW titles because I don't think they've held the AEW titles yet, have they? They did once. Once. It and was they lost so long to the ago. Bucks. That's true. Okay. Yeah, we, they need a long run, though. They do need a long run, because that, that, I don't think that reign lasted. So they beat Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Is that early? Yeah, and then they lost to the Bucks. They lost to the Bucks. Yeah, it was only 63 days. It wasn't long. It was what? Yeah, 63 days. That's what? That's the shortest reign of the uh, tag titles. Yeah, I mean, how long did Lucha Bros hold it? Uh, 122 days. And how long have Jurassic Express held it? 105. There hasn't been a lot of title defenses either. No, I'm kind of annoyed. Hey, uh, whoever edits the Wikipedia, add title defenses on here. I need to see that. <laughs> I would love to see, like, an AEW, like, tag team open challenge match. Just something that'll uh, freshen up the tag division because Jurassic Express's reign has been boring i'm gonna just be blunt about it i nothing has stood out about this all this is an entrance it's just whoa 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 whoa. that's all this yeah i listen i like jungle boy i think he's very talented love love jungle boy i love baltimore i could care less for the dinosaur yeah just um get the titles off them on fdr they can they should be the first two-time champions they really should speaking of the first three time no, not the first three time, because Cody's the first three time. Speaking of another three time, three time, three time. So we Sammy, have to Sammy, talk Sammy. about him. Yeah, we had to talk about Sammy, unfortunately. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> uh, so Sammy, Sammy, Sammy. Oh boy, Battles of the Belts was a big flop for AW, in my opinion. I think the ROH title match was fun. <laughs> it was fun. Anything with Dalton Castle is fun. Let's I love Dalton Castle. Him and his boys, that's my favorite gimmick. I remember tuning in when I was a younger. I saw that gimmick. I was like, this is just hilarious. I love it. I remember seeing him share Martini with Christopher Daniels, and he was like, Christopher. That was so great. Yeah. 
I mean, Dalton Castle's gold. The RH title match was fine, but the TNT title is an absolute disaster. The TNT title has been... What happened? Miro, I think, got hurt or something, and they had to take the title off of him. That's the only explanation I'm accepting because there's still no reason to take it off him. God? Miro hasn't been on TV in what feels like forever. <laughs> Where is someone... If, when they bring Miro back... Put the belt back on him because he made that thing relevant. He made that thing feel special. Miro, Miro was <laughs> honestly, you felt like he could beat Danielson. There was, we had a little bit of a thought of maybe if they wanted to, but honestly, they've hit, missed the mark on this TNT title. It's see, my pro, my big issue with the TNT pro, TNT title is it's been jumped around from person to person. And it keeps changing look. Yeah, and I know that's what they've wanted to do with it, and that's whatever. I, 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 hate I honestly, that. the look I don't care about. I'm going to be real. It, it looks fine to me. It's as long as they keep the centerpiece the same. Yeah. But who it's on is what matters to me because, man, I just don't care about Sammy Guevara as a baby face. Sammy Guevara has just. He was one of those people in the pandemic era when he got over. But now the fans hate him. And for not for bad measure, not for good measure. It's you can see why. Yeah, because you've put him in Cody's place in a shocking. It wasn't just that it was Cody that they didn't like. They don't like whatever this gimmick is. I don't think they like the idea. See. I think the biggest issue came from with AEW fans was he did this proposal on live TV, right? To his then-girlfriend. And then he backs out of his proposal and gets into a relationship with Ty Conti. And it's like, well, is she a homewrecker? Probably not. I think there was probably issues in between all that thing. But you don't do a proposal on live TV. Yeah, and also, I, the big thing to me, uh, you don't uh, put them in the edge and lead-up position. You, you do not. want them to be cheered. Oh my god, what was that? done? Why did Ty Conti post that photo? Let's uh, be real. Ty Conti, I think, is just leaning into uh, apparently being controversial. And quite frankly, I just, it's, uh, if you want to be a face, fine, whatever. Ty Conti needs to distance herself from Sammy on TV, not the other way around. I think Ty Conti has better upside than Sammy. I think Ty Conti really had a lot of goodwill with the fans. She really did. I like up she's until a great she was associated wrestler. with Sammy. She's a she's a great wrestler, extremely athletic. Yeah, her mic skills could use work, but that's because English is the second language. Yeah, Sam, here's the thing: is we had we already saw the writing on the wall with Sammy Guevara as a babyface. It it's wasn't bad. gonna work. It was Not never good. gonna work. And then you had to go and sabotage Ty Conti too, which. Again, I know there's more input from them than I'm I'm pretending this is like they're going into it. Oh no, we have to be together. No, they probably wanted this too. Yeah, which they is probably a terrible did. idea. It this was a terrible idea because Sammy was engaged to somebody else and then they broke off the engagement and now it makes Ty Conti look like a back person. Yeah, and that's not if we don't know reality situation. I don't honestly, again, not of any of my business. I don't care about their business. They can hold that in their personal lives. Yeah. I know, I know Tony Khan won Booker of the Year, but whoever's decision to put Sammy and his fiance at the time out there on national television for a proposal was stupid. 
Yeah, let's get the, uh, first of all, I, I just want to talk about the um, <laughs> implications of that. Never do your proposals in a public uh, circumstance, you absolute psychopaths. Yes. I don't care who's listening to this. If you've ever thought about it, don't. You're a bad person. Stop. Yes. It's like you got so much pressure on a person being asked. Just do it privately. Everyone who's ever asked people watching. Everyone who's ever asked to get married at a sporting event, I detest you. You're the worst kind of person. You're so stupid. Let me buy, let me buy these tickets, buy this beer, buy this food. It's all gonna be about the same price as the ring. And I'm gonna propose to somebody with the ring that's cost as much as the event. And I'm gonna pressure you into saying yes. That's what it basically is. Yeah, just don't do that. And if you if you still think it's a good idea, get your head checked. I I can't I can't justify your um, whatever reason you have for that. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, there, there's a difference in between like fake wedding angles on television. Still don't like it. But it's a lot better than proposing to somebody on live television. I love fake wedding segments when they go like the 24-7 one on Raw. <laughs> I, I love the one um, where, where the cake always ends up in somebody's face. Yes, that's always uh, my favorite thing. I think my favorite one would be the Dexter Loomis wedding because it didn't have to end that way, but it was still perfect. <laughs> Can we talk about the way NXT ended a couple weeks ago? <laughs> Uh, you're gonna have to explain to me what happened. I don't follow the 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 C show. <laughs> so there was a makeout session between Dexter Loomis and some other couple. I can't remember the name of them. On who was more in love? That is love. Him and uh, Indy Hartwell. Indy Hartwell, yes. So there was a makeout session, like at the end of the show, both couples were making out passionately, and they ended the show with that. I love how you can tell this is now written by members of D-Generation X. I love that. You can really tell that their influence has come so, about. It was so stupid. I gotta, was, watch, I gotta watch more NXT. It sounds like they're having fun. Oh my god, there was a barbershop scene basically where Nikita Lloyd just got freaking bopped in the face and her chair got spun back. It sounds like they've officially gone... I don't know who's watching this, but whoever it is is going to have a good time. It's comical. But uh, so we're talking about the TNT title. We're talking yeah. about Sammy Guevara, but we're not all we're not talking about the other problem here is that allegedly this was planned in advance and Scorpio Sky's title reign sucked. His title reign, what, lasted all of two minutes? All the uh, barely over a month. Um, again, problem. Don't remember what happened in it really. I'm sure he's put he puts on good matches. He's not a good promo, and he still honestly his pre-tape promos are fine. Yeah, his pre-tape promos are fine. But I mean, with the whole interim belt thing was stupid. Cody holding it up on his way out, putting Sammy over in the second reign. Sammy then dropping the belt soon thereafter to Scorpio. Scorpio dropping the belt back to Sam. It's just been horrible. It has been, and <sighs> There's a quick fix, which is get Miro back on TV, give him that title, and let him run. Honestly, it'd probably be more prestigious if Orange Cassidy held a TNT championship and a Jan Sport backpack. Which, man, I'm hoping that's the route they go when he inevitably one day wins it. When he wins that, that belt is buried because he's going to put it in a Jan Sport backpack. I, w- I want to look back on the title holders until they started this whole hot potato sammy guevara cody Rhodes, everything 
Cody was the inaugural title holder. That was fine. That made sense. Mr. Brody Lee takes it off and squashes him. It's wonderful. And Cody Rhodes wins it back in a dog collar match. That's how you get your baby face over. Yep. Darby Allen wins. He gets to build the title because he's a future star. This is who you want to hold the title for a long time. Miro (laughs) takes it from him, runs with it, makes it. This is his prized possession. You will have to kill him to take it. This is how you get a heel over, too. This is how you get a lot of heat. He beat the babyface champion that everyone loved. So for a full year that this title was in existence, this is perfect. You've done great. Mm -hmm. And then you put on Sammy Guevara. And at the time, when we looked at it, when we looked at it too, we were like, okay, it was odd that Miro's reign ended so shortly, but they got a babyface, a popular babyface on it. And then what the hell happened? Everything since then has been a nightmare, and they need to solve this nightmare because you're running into problems that the mid-card belts in WWE have where it feels like I just don't care about this belt anymore because it keeps switching hands, and it shouldn't feel that way because this is your only mid-card belt, and you're a different company. You have prided yourself on making every belt feel important at any point. Yep. To me, this belt feels less prestigious than an Intercontinental Championship right now. It really and that says a lot. Yeah, because the Intercontinental Championship ended in good shape. The United States Championship, I mean, just changed hands after the two horrible title reigns. It did, but I think it's about to get in a good injection into it. Uh, yes, yes, Theory is a <laughs> he's a wonderful character I mean, at this point. I mean, he, Theory's a good guy, but also the fact that uh, the U.S. belt is now going to be in the main program of Vince McMahon, it's going to mean something now. Yeah, it's going to mean more because, I mean, it's Vince's right-hand man. But you can't do that with a TNT title. You can't do any of that. You just need to get this away from Sammy Guevara because right now he needs to either make the decision, I'm a heel, or he needs to get off the camera. He needs to either go full edge and lead up with Ty Conti, play into being a heel, or just, 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 what, what do you call it? Well, relinquish the belt. Yeah, you can't skirt the line the way that Cody did and now Sammy is. Just turn heel, Mm -hmm. except that we don't like you. And at that point, you will find things are so much easier (laughs) in terms of getting over. (laughs) I mean, who knows? Maybe Sammy Guevara will pop up at next year's WrestleMania now. Um, Sammy ain't going to get that kind of love. (laughs) I don't think he's going to get that kind of pop either. He's not going to get that kind of love from WWE or the fans. I there's a, Cody, I don't know what he did exactly, but he did reinvent himself for five years. Sammy Guevara, you need to reinvent yourself. Either go all in or you need to change everything. Didn't Sammy Guevara debut as like a panda though? A what? I thought he debuted with like a panda head on. Their very first appearance on AEW. He had like a, he, I swear to God, he had like a panda head on, man. Um, I maybe I've just zoned out sort when of this bear. happened, but um, I have no, absolutely no memory of this. I'm gonna look this up and see if it was real. This might, uh, yeah, there's you. a panda hat. Yes, he wore a panda hat. Look it up. I tried my best to not. 
remember that. Okay. <laughs> he wore a panda hat. Oh my gosh. This is horrible. <laughs> yeah, you know what? a panda. You know what, Sammy? Um, maybe let somebody else come up with your next gimmick. I don't trust you anymore after seeing that. <laughs> it was like, it's either a polar bear or a panda. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 someone make him do something else. I think the panda head may be better at this point. He can join a Jericho Appreciation Society with Ty Conti. There you go. I'll get a lot of heat. Well, the other problem is you got the Dynamite Award for Breakout Star, which anytime you give out an award to anybody, you've officially put a target on their back for the fans to turn on them. Yep. Oh, the the tall TNT tile is a, a mess, but not as a mess, not as bad as the starting left bench. Yeah, that's right. Starting left bench, those jobbers. Let me tell you something. Starting left bench, when you lay there, hopefully as uncomfortable as you possibly can be, I want you to listen to me. I want you to digest this because before I leave in three weeks on a vacation to the Bahamas, I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. I don't hate you, starting left bench. I don't even dislike you. I do like you. I like you a heck of a lot more than I like most people in Columbia, Missouri. I hate this idea that you're the best because you're not. Everyone knows you're not. Because I'm the best. We're the best. Concerto is the best. There's only one thing you're better at than I am. And you need to stop me before I go too far here. I'm going to lose my mind on these people. <laughs> uh, I don't have the uh, ability to cut the mic. So keep cutting your pipe bomb. I can't. They can't. I can't. We can't say half the things after that because CM Punk went off the rails. Listen, the point the is company- these jobbers. They think that they can stand up to us. They don't understand. We're the higher power. We're the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. We know the business. That's the thing. Yeah, we know the business. And listen here. They might know WrestleMania, but I'll tell you what I know. I know Ring of Honor. I know Impact. I know CZW. Yeah, I know CZW. And I'll tell you what. I wish I didn't know CZW, but that's (laughs) a sacrifice I had to make in this business. Uh, you talk about all the wrestlers. We know the Marty Janettis. We know the Hurricanes. And we you look definitely at me, know the Sabus. When you look at us and you look at starting left bench, you could identify the Janetti real quick. Exactly. Because we're going to super kick them, send them through the barbershop window, and just strut off like Shawn Michaels. That's right. I'm going to throw one of them through a window. I'm not stopping at the table anymore. They're going through a table out a window. You know the giant window in front of the KCLU studio? That's the window they're going to go through. Yeah, and I, I'm going to pretend someone else did it, so I don't have to pay for the repairs. Exactly. I want to say he jumped through it like like Bobby Heenan would have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I love this. Uh, but, yeah, so starting left bench. We know your show is on Monday at 3 p.m., and, you know, we're, we're get, still getting the contract situation with our lawyers. And we're trying to sit down and meet with the starting left bench. Yeah. But, but the question is, once they're sitting face-to-face with Concerto, will they be man enough to sign that contract? Yeah, what are they going to say to my face? I'm going to tell, tell you what I'm going to say to their face. I'm better than you, and you know it. Because they are mid. 
That's true. They're very mid. They are very mid. I mean, I mean, I'm gonna show up with the neck tattoo and the suit and everything, but hold on. I <laughs> might have to reconsider my tag team partners if you show up looking like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a white dog, a white, a white uh husky too. I'm uh, you know what? Maybe <laughs> you're about to find out who the third man is if you keep this up. <laughs> Just show up in uh, uh, all red, white, and blue and call myself the Nightmare. Oh, no. Yeah, you know, uh, I might have to start a new world organization of wrestling. <laughs> Pushing me to this. <laughs> uh, but surprisingly, there is no Cody news on this show. Yeah, no Cody news because he had a match. And honestly, there wasn't much to be said about Cody. I mean... Um, yeah, it, it was going to happen at some point. It just wasn't going to be anything notable about him on Raw. It hasn't even been a month, though. <laughs> yeah. Let's be real. Raw just sometimes there's points in the show where you just, you just drag. It is a drag, and quite frankly, I'm not putting myself through it anymore. <laughs> Listen, I'll go on YouTube and watch Cody's stuff. I'll go watch any of his matches, but I will not sit through three hours of Raw just to see Cody Rhodes. Absolutely not. Not Either worth it. I will turn on at the end of this show if I know he hasn't gone on yet or the beginning of the show when he's gone on. I'm not going to sit through the middle. The middle is, uh, cool. I mean, it's mid. It's terrible. Outside of the top of the hour stuff, it's, it's just boring. It's a bad show, and they should feel bad for continuing to do three hours. They should just go back to an hour and a half or two just- hours. Just two hours would be so much better. Raw used to be fun. I remember being like, oh man, so it's only an hour left. And you know, first two hours roll by. And I'm like, man, what else am I gonna do now? Yeah, those those three hour shows felt special because they always had like legend segments because they were special and now they it's terrible. Heck, even when Raw first started doing the three hour show with Daniel Bryan storyline, the authority, it was good. Yeah. They lost it after that. They lost it after the authority. Where can they bring back the authority, please? Imagine Ever since the brand this, split, there hasn't been a good angle. Imagine asking that question in uh, 2014. I know. <laughs> we were all begging for it to end. We were wanting the authority to end. We hated corporate pain. We hated Triple H. The fact that we hated Triple H. God, and then Steam came back. Man, that was a fun time. It was a crazy time. I still, I still can't forgive them for uh, putting Triple H over at WrestleMania. I, yeah, I never. He didn't. He didn't need that. It was another chance to bury WCW, so that's what they did. They just can't help themselves. It was still an exciting match though to watch. It was fun. I mean, half of it didn't make sense. I, I the NWO came out to help Sting. What? Uh, yeah, Sting. The hated the NWO. It would have made sense if the Wolf Pack came out and helped Sting. Yeah, I just think they want an excuse to bring out the NWO. And, and the fact that, you know, Sean Waltman was involved, um, X-Pac was part of the NWO for a bit. He should have turned on a mid-match. <laughs> that would have been funny. Oh, boy. Uh, that, that was, I mean, that was probably the last appearance we saw of Scott Hall doing anything wrestling-wise. Yeah, I think they had him at uh, yeah, wrestling wise, and even then it was uh, took a bump too. It was it was a brawl. (laughs) He did take a bump though. 
So did Kevin Nash. He grabbed his quad and I started actually wondering, did he tear it again? Oh, no, Kevin. At least it wasn't like Vince where he uh, tore both quads. Kevin uh, did a special one on many times where he would just walk and then tear his quad. <laughs> oh, but anyways, uh, we're going to talk about Punk and Hangman Page. The Hangman, Hangemeister, king of the deathmatch now, apparently. King of the Texas deathmatch beat Adam Cole and <laughs> boldest move I've ever seen in my life. Can we talk about how he laced basically a metal thorn crowd on Cole's head like Jesus? In Texas. In Texas on Good Friday. It was, a, it was the boldest thing I've ever seen. And quite frankly, I'm glad he did it. <laughs> the last, the probably the most boldest thing I've since, seen since they put Stephanie McMahon on an Undertaker-shaped cross. Yeah, they, um, <laughs> people, the, the outrage over this was funny considering who it was coming from. <laughs> exactly. That was really funny. Yeah, I saw Vince Russo was mad, and I, I thought, hey, didn't you book that thing with Stephanie and The Undertaker? Hmm, I don't know. Vince Russo, you put yourself over as world champion one time. Yeah, I don't think you got – your rights to criticize anything He started the brawl brawl. Yeah, he doesn't have any leg to stand on. <laughs> he started a damn brawl for all. That, that was just horrible. Yeah, th- th- that match with Hangman Page and Adam Cole, it was – it was good, fine. Honestly, it's what you expect out of a Texas death match with the two. But the end was a it was like chef's kiss, you know? Yeah. Um, you did the right thing. You didn't have to have him throw him in and pin him. Adam Page knows he has the champion's advantage. Take the count out. That's was, fine. So weird. I didn't Texas know Texas death, death match, match had no like, sense to me. They don't explain them well. They do need to explain the rules because I can understand now the difference it's like when it's a no disqualifications match that doesn't mean with, there's no count outs the one with lance archer though was completely different it was a last man standing match yeah i don't well then it wasn't a count out what is it would it be was it was it a count out well, adam cole did not get up <laughs> he was out cold on the ground i mean no one's getting up after a dead eye with metal spikes in your head yeah, he, he was down for the count. And I guess table. it would be last man standing in that God. case. I thought it was count out because I didn't watch the full match. That spawned me. Why are they doing this spot on free television? This is how injuries happen. Because these guys, well, what happened to pay-per-view too. I mean, I remember uh, when Matt Hardy did his insanity a while back. We were asking the same question. Oh, it's just it's, it's, it's scary. On, on this match, it was uh, you're the main event, you are a title match, and quite frankly, we're a TV company. We're not a pay-per-view company. We do throw these things on TV. Yeah. I mean, at least it was the main event, but at least put it on Dynamite instead of Rampage. I think they did that specifically for the reason of you're going to watch Rampage and you're going to like it. <laughs> Open hate like Rampage. Let's be real. They really did not. I'd I mean, rather watch Raw. No, no, not yeah. when they put this stuff on Rampage. At they least put I get this... to see Cody on Raw. Oh, great. I get to see Cody. <laughs> I want you to listen to yourself and think about what you just said. Yeah. That's the worst thing Cody. you said today. At least I get to see Theory and Vince on Raw, but uh, I, I, it's mainly because I can't stand Rampage and I hate the time slot it's in. That one was an earlier Rampage. <laughs> they moved it up. They moved it up? Yeah, they did. That just shows I don't pay attention to Rampage. We just weren't paying attention. That's on you. 
That is on you me. You can't complain on the time slot. That's on you. <laughs> That's on me. But is it permanent? That's the question. No, I exactly. Wish. They got a nightmare scheduling coming up due to the NBA playoffs. So good luck to AEW on a TNT. Just move it. Do something with it. Fun. Yeah. I was in the rampage for a bit. I was like, this is great. When Punk came back, it was great. The Pittsburgh pay-per-view basically event was great. I loved it. Love rampage. Then it is. Everyone's going to watch dynamite. Anyway, if you keep putting title matches on rampage, we're going to be forced to keep watching it. So, I mean, go for that. Do that. I don't know why you did battle of the belts too. I just, uh, that was a weird decision. <laughs> no, they could. They just could have given me Thunder Rosa, the AW World Ta- World Championship match, the TNT title, and the ROH Championship match on Rampage, and I would watch Rampage and I'd be happy about it. You have such an opportunity with Rampage to like I don't know build the women's division a little more, and they just don't do it. I don't understand. See with Rampage, um, what 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 was the other card on that Rampage? We mean the other card. Like what was what was uh not the other card? What else was on the card? Who let me pull up? These are not the days I asked for. Okay. <laughs> Blackpool Combat Club beating up um you can't call them that, but you, the gun club. <laughs> yeah, don't care. All right. I mean, it's basically what I think it was actually Billy Gunn also in it, so they could have Wheeler U to get a pin. Okay, so that's kind of just establishing. Continuing. It's a job match, basically. It's establishing uh, black, yeah, Blackpool Combat Club. Really, it's establishing Yuta because they're already established. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, these right. two are monsters. So we'll help Yuta. Which is good. I, I enjoy that booking decision, but it doesn't make me want to watch it more. So if you're mainly a Blackpool Combat Club fan or you're in, you want you want to see wrestlers get built up, that's the match for you. Yeah, Ruby Soho was on the show, and I'm grateful for that. He was on television? I know, isn't it nice? And she um, beat Robin Renegade, who I believe has a twin. I don't know what was going on here. I'd watch that match. I'd watch that. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, they did the old Bella Twins trick. Gotta love that. I could get behind that. So Ruby Soho gets the win. Thank you. Thank you. We put her on TV and she won <laughs> and is qualified for the Owen Hart uh, tournament. And the butcher beat some guy I've never heard of named Barrett Brown. <laughs> and that's where I wouldn't watch. I just fast forward. I know what they're doing for that. And that's to build them up for Wardlow's match on tonight. I get that. Um, that's fine. But it was quick. It seems like it was. And they get the world title match, right? And the world title match. So okay. it was a fine card, but there was a spot where you could fast forward. It's mainly probably the two things I would pay attention to is Ruby Soho and the world title match. That's the only two things I would really pay attention to be into. Yeah. The only reason you'd be into the first match is because quite frankly, John Moxley and Brian Danielson are must watch and Yuta's become established, but who are they facing? Look at who they're facing. Exactly. So I think that's, that's going to, Rampage has the problem of just disinterest. And also, it's an hour long. It's so too short. You have that problem, and I understand why you put them against the, these guys then. Because you have to, if you want these guys on TV and you want them to win fast. What I would do, fair. I would do three, two to three good matches. They had a great formula at the start. The first show for Rampage. It had a, probably a solid show, the first ever show. It was Omega, 
and Christian Cage. They ran for about 30 minutes. Great. Then they did uh, Miro and uh, Fuego del Sol. That was comedic. It was high drama. I liked it. It was squash match, essentially. Uh, and then they did Red Velvet and Britt Baker. And man, that was a good match. You, they can get back to that formula very easily. All you need to do is cut down one of these matches. You didn't need the butcher. I mean, look at the guy. Yeah. If you if want you, to build him versus Wardlow, look at him. If you cut down the butcher, add in a few video promos, I would watch it. Yeah. And I, I guess there's also a backstage segment where Dustin Rhodes challenged CM Punk, and that should be something. Yeah. I mean, add a backstage segment, add in some. Just add in something else. You don't need to add four matches. It, well, wasn't CM Punk and uh, Eddie Kingston's promo battle on Rampage? That was on. I was at that Rampage. That was fun. Yeah, you can have. You've had some great segments on Rampage. It's you not have, like this is a lost cause or anything. It's really. definitely not a lost cause. But to me, right now, it's starting to look like it. That's the problem. You gotta, you gotta make it feel important. And th- this is a good step when you put a title match on there. Because that's a must watch. More of that. You need to keep again. It's all about consistency with AEW. They need to be consistent with FTR. They need to be consistent with the quality on Rampage. And isn't that hard? You have a bloated roster. Rampage should be a little bit longer than an hour, but less than two hours. So around an hour and a half, hour forty-five. An hour and a half would be the perfect uh, point, I think, because 90 minutes is not, you're not really making anybody watch too much wrestling at that point. Um, I know you want to leave us wanting more, but at this point, we officially wanted more for so long that we're demanding more. (laughs) Yeah, they were demanding more. So that's why Rampage came about. And Rampage was hot for a bit. Rampage almost felt like a better show for a bit. Yeah, we were talking about how the strategy for SmackDown was put everybody to sleep before Rampage. And now Rampage is putting people to sleep, unfortunately. Yeah, it's a problem. And Rampage can, it's really easy for them to get better. It is easy. That's, that's, the, that's the good thing. I think we're so, I'm so critical on Rampage and AEW because I expect them to, I expect better from them. I want more from them. Yeah, I mean, it's the thing is, it's we, there's been more becoming clear about how imperfect it is. Yeah, and that's fine. There's imperfections, but there's some that everybody are makes mistakes. Glaring. Um, Rampage can use more star power from time to time. Yeah, regularly. Put some more punk matches on there. I love Put, a good punk match on a Friday night. Yeah, punk matches on Rampage doesn't need to be on Dynamite every week. This is why you have two shows. Yeah, you should Hand not have show storylines. Specific- you should not have show specific storylines either. Cause I noticed that it feels like they have rampage storylines separated from dynamite. Don't yeah. do that. Don't do that. Don't it's do not a brand split. You can carry over some. Yeah. But uh, also make the women's division matter, please. You, yes. th- this is starting to get to the point where this is no longer the talent's fault. Thunder Rose has had like five minutes on TV. Thunder Rosa has, doesn't done anything. It's, it's their fault because they keep throwing her in just one minute backstage uh, promos. What are you going to get out of that? Yeah, it, it's despicable. I mean, I think the what the women's king queen of the ring had more time than what Thunder Rose was beginning. I, I hate to say it, but it, it's their biggest um, Achilles heel is they cannot book women correctly. It makes no sense. And they got the talent for it, too. Yeah, it's no. It, I've noticed it on Dark. You, they've given Chris Statlander some shine. 
Why isn't she on the main show? Why aren't we seeing this on the show? We'll see. The few of Layla Hirsch were like, well, that came out of nowhere. And then they recapped what happened on Dark. I'm like, I don't want to have to watch Dark to find out what's going to happen on the main show. Yeah. It's really... These are not nitpicks anymore. Let's get that straight. These are now glaring problems that they need to actually actively fix. Yeah. But let's get... Okay, we, we... rambled off here let's get back to what we're going to talk about punk and page hangman page punk and page hangman page has beaten adam cole which means that tonight with cm punk versus dustin Rhodes, i'd expect that we kickstart the build the cm punk versus hangman page he was clear he's next in line he is next in line he's probably gonna win the belt too and no one's came out and said no you're not next in line i am so it's clear cm punk is next in line and Let's be real. Hangman Page has not come out of this with as the champion if he faces Punk. No, and um, honestly, his reign has been a bit underwhelming, but the matches have been good. Is the matches the real... have been good. That's the thing. Good matches, just a little underwhelming, which is odd. It's been, He's been overshadowed by CM Punk and MJF. I think that's um, the hardest problem. And that's not – it's hard not to be overshadowed by that. We're going to look back at Kenny Omega's reign with a lot of rose-colored glasses, but he didn't have to deal with that. (laughs) He did not. The fact of the matter is Kenny Omega did not have to deal with the fact that CM Punk was just destroying everything, (laughs) honestly. The reason – let's look at this. Kenny Omega felt more like a world champion in Hangman Adam Page because Hangman Adam Page – not because Hangman Page doesn't come off as a champion. We've seen glimmers of it. He's has good promos. He's had good matches. He's had good championship quality matches and some some good championship quality promos. But he's been overshadowed by the biggest star in wrestling, probably, and it's CM Punk. Yeah, and Kenny Omega, I mean, they gave him much more to work with, if you ask me. I mean, the defection, it felt like, to impact. That was awesome. That was kind of groundbreaking. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's more than Hangman Page has gotten because Hangman Page has been, he's been a fighting champion, which is good to see. And he hasn't lost what's made his character work, which happens sometimes when they finally reach that prize, but he's just been overshadowed. He doesn't get that chance. And now he gets to hang on the mic with CM Punk, which is going to be a tough, tough. Uh, We've seen Hangman cut some serious promos. The promos with Danielson were good. But can he hang with Punk? Because Danielson's not as good of a promo as Punk. Let's be Punk, honest. Uh, Punk is the gold standard. He is the in best the ring, promo. On the mic, in commentary. He's, the be- he's literally the best in the world. Let's be real. Yeah, it's not a... When he said that, it, it was a question for a lot of WWE fans, but then he proved it over time, and he's continued to prove it. Let's be real. If CM Punk wrestled a match against a broom, uh, and the main event of Double or Nothing, it'd probably be a five-star match. Yeah, I, I'd be fine with it. <laughs> I'd be fine. He he wrestled a broom, and it'd be good. Yeah. And, and I'd watch wrestle- every minute of it. Every CM Punk match has not been the same. It, maybe his offense has been the same in terms of him being slower. Yeah. But it's always been good. He's always got – he's got the psychology down, the storytelling – selling injuries i mean the Wardlow match was just a telltale copy carbon copycat what bret hart did against kevin nash 
Yeah. It was great. These, I'm excited to see the story that these two are going to craft in the next few months because it's going to be golden. And I know you've been harping for a, a, a punk heel turn, and I think now could be the time to do it. Now's the time to do it because Hangman Page has been the ultimate baby face. He's been the ultimate. To me, Hangman Page has come out there saying, I'm going to do my cowboy thing. I'm going to, you know, be the champion for the fans and just, you know, kick butt. That's what he's built like. Yeah, and he's done that, and there's something he said about finally letting a guy uh, do as he says he will. Yeah. But quite frankly, it's about time for this to come to an end. Uh, yeah, I think that's the important truth. I mean, he's held the belt for what, 100 and something days now? Yeah, let me Probably this. closing to 200? He has to be closing in on it because it has been a hot minute. He's at 158 days. Okay, so 158. That's that's a solid first reign, and they can always come back to page. That's the thing. And it's going to be – it's not like it's going to end today. It's going to keep going until probably double or nothing. Double or nothing. And that will be 200 days. He won't be the uh, shortest reigning champion because that would be Chris Jericho. And, uh, well, that would be full circle after that. The thing with uh, Punk, you do not put Punk and Page on free TV for the belt. No, it's going to be on pay-per-view. It's on pay-per-view. You build this, and I mean you build it. Yeah, CM Punk on pay-per-view. You, you, that's gold. And then, oh, we could get we could collect full circle of MJF, too. MJF needs to stop losing to Sean Dean if he wants that to happen. Uh, it's Sean Dean, Sean Dweeb. It's because of that pig, Wardlow. Yeah, he's lost twice to that guy, though. I mean, I think Sean Dean has a number. Yeah, no, no, it was by the fluke wins. It was two count out, a count out under disqualification. Yeah, but a win's a win, and MJF doesn't have any against them. Yeah, I think I think MJF will get that win soon once that pig is dealt with. I think MJF is going to get beaten down by Wardlow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, Wardlow, Wardlow's good, but he's not MJF good. Let's be real. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. MJF hasn't really. I don't think I've ever seen him beat a guy stronger than him. You know. I mean, I think he beat Punk in Chicago. Yeah, but twice. Punk's like the same size as him. <laughs> he beat him twice. Um, yeah, and size will be a challenge, but I think you know the the Long Island man will pull it out. I think he's gonna get slammed on his back about a hundred times, <laughs> and he'll still kick out. No, he's going <laughs> to lay there motionless and one, two, three, Wardlow wins. Speaking of motionless, that's what you could probably call SummerSlam the past couple of years with some matches. I try to forget SummerSlam every year. I'll be no. honest with you. They call it the Summer's WrestleMania, but man, it's just. It's gotten a little lackluster, but last year was pretty decent, though. Yeah, Brock came back and. Uh... Becky came back that's the part I try to forget. <laughs> that was the worst thing they've ever done. Yeah, it probably was the worst thing, but let's be real. We got that nice run from Big Time Bex. I will never complain about a run for Becky Lynch, but the way it started just felt wrong. <laughs> it did feel wrong. Um, Edge had that nice match with Seth Rollins. Yeah, they had a lot going on at SummerSlam, but it felt Cena and uh, Roman was good. Cena versus Roman was good, and I feel like I want to see John Cena again, but I'm also scared that this might be the time they finally put the world title back on him if he does come back. Beat up John Cena! Yeah. 
so what we're getting down to is we're going to see what we can get down for a fantasy booked SummerSlam. What can we get down? And we are going to bring in, we're not going to forget about the mid card belt. So, no, we're going to book the U.S. belt. We're going to book the Intercontinental Championship. So, we're just going to get down to the nitty gritty from what do we think it'd be fun. I wasn't going to, uh, you mean I'm not allowed to bury both belts? No, you're not allowed to bury both belts unless you want to. I wanted to stay true to WWE. Oh, well, it's more of if we were in charge of WWE and actually made it competent. Man, that's a, uh, I don't know if I could promise the second part. And, you know, well, you'll have to try your hardest, but what would your opening matches this year's SummerSlam be? Opening match, you got to start the show off hot. And I mean, really hot. You're not going to start off. I mean, I already know what my main event is. Mine too. All right, got that. But I think you want to start off. We're gonna, I, I'm going to run through my line of thinking here. Bianca Belair just had her big WrestleMania moment, correct? Yes. Bianca Belair should not lose the title before SummerSlam. <laughs> She's not. Therefore, at SummerSlam, Bianca Belair, well, she needs an opponent. She's not going to face Becky again. What Becky's doing... I don't know. She might go film a movie as far as I know. I don't know her schedule. Yeah. It's kind of a big deal. She's kind of big time. Bianca Belair needs to face someone who I believe will be back by then. I think she needs to finally face Bailey. That would be good. I like that. And you need to start the night off with that. What do you do in that match? Ah, man, that's a good question because she's beaten Becky Lynch. She's beaten Sasha Banks. I think you could continue this trend of her beating the horsewomen. You could continue that trend. I think it'd be fun. The issue would be it's Bailey's return match, and I'm not sure I'm crazy about her losing it that quickly. But again, this is just a rough sketch right now of where my mind's going. <laughs> All right. In my opening match, I got I got I got something fun. I got something fun. And we're gonna open up by rebuilding the prestige of the Intercontinental Championship. Okay, okay. Okay, so we're going to rebuild a prestige. So Ricochet, in my mind, is still going to be the champion because they forget about that belt. Anyways, so Ricochet is still going to be champion, and I think he's going to put on a banger of a match on SmackDown. He's going to put on nice matches for that belt. And let's say WWE's actually competent and puts Intercontinental Championship on a pay-per-view match or a, a premium live event is what they say at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Wait, my first start is we're going to start calling it a pay-per-view again. <laughs> All right, we're going to call it a pay-per-view. So let's say... There's an Intercontinental Championship match at the, at the pay-per-view. And it's Miz versus Ricochet. Ricochet looks like he's going to lose, but ends up pull, pulling out in a close match. I like that. That'd be a fun match. That would be a fun match. I fear for Ricochet having to be on the mic with Miz. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> no, you're going to hate me because it's, it's such a gap from Money in the Bank to SummerSlam because the build-up's probably going to be crap. But the, the end payoff is going to be better. You got Ricochet taking on Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. And winner gets the newly prized redesigned Intercontinental Championship. Looking like the old retro belt. Good. Good. I don't want it looking the same way. And Gunther beats Ricochet. Okay. okay. And Star says reign of terror. As he should because, I mean, look at the guy. With the Intercontinental Championship, holds it over to the mid-division. Nobody beats him. Okay. 
All right, second match, what you got? Second match, you know, after Bianca Belair and Bailey, I think the crowd is going to be pretty hyped. Um, this is not the return of the hype, bros, I promise you. <laughs> um, we don't get hype. We stay hype. I think we're going to want some tag team action after that. All right. All right. And the Usos have held the SmackDown Tag Team Championship for 276 days. They may be holding the Raw Tag Team belts now soon. Yes. So that is true. They're facing RK, bro, aren't they? Yeah. To unify the belts for no good reason. For no good reason. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, I would... Man. That does throw a wrench in this. <laughs> it does. By that logic, so we're going to have a unified belt by SummerSlam. Yeah. I want the Usos to go over them, but I, I just don't see how that would happen. Um, I'll have them still go over. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, I'll set up something else later. Okay, okay. They're going to win the unified belts, but they're not going to hold them long because I think nearly a year is enough, and I've had enough of <laughs> the Usos and Roman holding all the gold. Roman can keep this gold up to this point. Yes. But the Usos cannot. Since the tag team divisions, I'm sure, are now not brand exclusive at this point. Oh, who do I have faced now? Okay. Let's have the Usos. I feel like this is going to be a cool-down match. Definitely a pee-break match. Yeah. You know what? I like this tag team. I feel like they've been underutilized their entire time on the main Give me uh, Eric and Ivar against the Usos. Two big men against two high flyers. It's a, These two teams could put on a good match. Will the crowd be going crazy? No, but we need uh, we just need a tag team match because I refuse to let the tag team division go unnoticed. All right, so I'm going to do a tag team match too. But I don't know if the Creed brothers are face or heel down in NXT, but I like them. I like the Creed brothers. They're good. They make nice matches. And so you call them up and take on the Usos. And RK Bro in a triple threat tag match. Okay. And then you have you have it where the Cree brothers pin RK Bro because you know, there's really the champion doesn't have to be involved. So you got the point for an Usos to set up a rematch down the line if you wanted to. But also Riddle takes the pin. Randy's pissed and Randy turns on Riddle. That's what I was hoping for. That's also... <laughs> That'll set up my third match pretty well. <laughs> All right, so what you got for third match? Third match is, well, you see, Randy and Riddle lost the title, right? Yeah. Randy's a, he's, you know, he's a calm guy. He's never uh, once acted out. Randy Orton turned on Riddle already. I'm sorry. It's already happened before SummerSlam. They're feuding. Um, they were in the Money in the Bank match together, and you know they cost each other the match. And quite frankly, Randy Orton versus Riddle. Crowd should be hot for this feud at this point. Doesn't need to be back in the show. This can go on pretty early. Um, 
I'm trying to think who I want to go over. I want Randy to go over. I want him to start building back to I want a title again because he's so close to 16. He might as well keep going for it. Yeah. And I just don't care for Riddle very much. I, I don't blame you. All right. For third match, I got – I got so Ronda Rousey lost her match to Charlotte, right? Yes. So Ronda Rousey has lost her match to Charlotte. But I, th- I think she'll win the women's championship probably at Money in the Bank, maybe WrestleMania Backlash. They built that for uh, Backlash or? They haven't yet, but it wouldn't surprise me if they try to do Bianca and Charlotte. It's a unification match. If they're unica- unifying all freaking belts. I hope they don't. That'd be really annoying. That would be really annoying. But. <clears throat> So my, my prediction is Ronda's either champion at this point or at Money in the Bank, she becomes champion, right? But a returning Bailey cashes in on her. Good. <laughs> That's and what I want to see. Bailey is the heel champion. Or Bailey is the heel chasing the champion. So it's kind of in flux. But either way, I got Bailey going over in this match. In her basically her essentially her like real return match, one-on-one match. Because at this point, it would be a Money in the Bank ladder match if the whole Money in the Bank contract works out. I can get behind that. I can definitely get behind that over Ronda winning again. And then she cashes in on the same night. I know it's like, oh, she didn't hold a Money in the Bank briefcase long, but still, it's better than having Ronda hold the belt. So I think Bailey and Ronda could tear it down. And besides, we've never seen that match before. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a finally a fresh matchup for her. And then I think at the end because Bailey's won and Ronda's just in defeat to get Becky Lynch to come out and just insult Ronda Rousey because she's a heel too. All right. All right. And then, and then that's going to set up Becky and Ronda. Okay. So I'm sitting here thinking about match number four (laughs) and this is a nightmare. Look at all these names on the roster and I'm going, I want to use all of them. I can't use all of them. Yeah. I want to get the United States Championship up there, and I want Theory to hold it, yeah, up to SummerSlam because he's, you know, he's just that he's got it right now. He's kind of hot and is a heel. Now the question is who to put up against him. I'm looking at all these names, and there are some good options. I mean, you know, Theory versus you. People want to see Rey Mysterio at SummerSlam. Um, I don't want to see that, though. I want to see Tommaso Ciampa because he's exactly the type of guy who would not take anything from theory. Okay. (laughs) You got a silver spoon from Vince McMahon. Tommaso Ciampa does not care. He is exactly the type of guy to say, I'm going to take that title away from you and make you a disappointment in his eyes. And that's what Ciampa is going to do because I want to see him kind of get to those heights he had in NXT. Okay. Okay, I like that. I like that. That would be a good match, too. It would be. I, I just don't think these two are capable of a bad match together. They're not. But uh, so you brought me to a little bit of a split in my plans on kind of how I want. Because I was thinking about the U.S. belt, and I was like, that's a good idea. But I feel something could be done better with Tommaso Ciampa. But I, I like that match, too. Essentially, I would probably book that match, too. But my next match would be... Um, Edge and Damian Priest are in the tag match against each other. Not not against each other. They're, they're taking on a team. 
And AJ Styles, I'm hoping he's not feeding with Edge all summer, but that's probably going to be the thing. AJ Styles is probably going to get his butt kicked all summer by Edge. And AJ's like, I need a friend. I need, I need someone to help me, right? And he's going to call Finn Balor to help him. You got the two Bullet Club Ooh, leaders. I like that. And you got the Bullet Club leaders taking on whatever Edge's faction name is. And I don't know who to put over in that situation, so I just think it would be a good match. That would be a good match. I mean, I hate to say it for Damian Priest, but, buddy, you're there to take a pin. <laughs> you are there to take a pin. Uh, but this brings me to, um, yeah, I probably booked Tommaso Ciampa in theory, so that'd probably be my match following that. Okay. So I can't neglect SmackDown. I need to uh, keep them in mind. Charlotte is the champion, and I do not. This is me speaking. I will not let her play hot potato with the SmackDown Women's Championship and get up to 16 title reigns, all right? <laughs> you're going to hold that title to SummerSlam, and you're going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> will the fans like it? No, they won't. They'll hate it. Um, I, I'm going under the impression that I'm not going to unify all the titles. I like there being two women's championships. Okay. That's okay with me. Tag championships, uh, it's a different story. You could unify those. I would not do it with the women's championships. Keep it a little bit special. Charlotte is going to face. Okay, let's see. They've been building this Raquel Rodriguez a little bit, but I don't think she'll be ready. Yeah, she won't be ready by that time. No, she is going to face. Actually, yeah. Hold on. I want to make a triple threat match. Ooh. So Charlotte Flair has faced Sasha Banks a million times, and Sasha Banks, I think, should be built to the point I am pretending the women's tag team championships don't exist. Don't worry about it. Um, Charlotte is going to face Sasha Banks and Ronda Rousey. Ooh. Because, listen, we had this uh, two horsewomen versus Ronda Rousey before. It would have worked a lot better if it hadn't been for the fact that uh, it was tossed together. Charlotte has a history now with Ronda and a history with Sasha Banks. And we're going to develop a history of Ronda and Sasha between now and SummerSlam. Mostly, I think Ron is going to be very dismissive of Sasha Banks. Okay. And that's going to be her downfall. Sasha is going to win the title. Okay. Now, like how that. she does it, I think I want Charlotte away from the finish. And she's going to love that. She'll look strong. She will look strong. I mean, we're not going to do a, uh, we're not making Ron to tap out. Sorry, no bank statement. That's just not happening. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want to put her in that position. I don't want to get beat up. And you're not going to do a surprise roll-up because that's what Becky did. We're not going to redo the finish. Sasha, here's your challenge. Get a really good impact finisher by then. Yes. That's all you need to do, and it will be over when it puts Ronda Rousey Does a frog splash like Eddie. Yeah, do a frog splash. There you go, and boom. We've got a new champion. You've got a new over finisher. You do got it. She does a little shimmy, too. There you go. You set it up with the three amigos. You can rip off Eddie Greer all you want. I, she said a, Eddie's her favorite, so. Yes, and if you want to tap into that good, do it. All right, so mine is also a triple threat, but it's replacing one of the women. 
So I haven't had Bianca Belair show up on this card. That's because uh, she's, she's been feuding with Sasha Banks. And then, so Charlotte, since Charlotte won a uh, loss of SmackDown Women's Championship, she comes over to Raw and says, you know what? I want to win this Raw Championship. Bring it back to SmackDown so I can win the SmackDown Women's Championship. Improve that I am, like, you know, I am the daughter of Ric Flair. I am the man. You no one can beat me. So this sets up a triple threat match for SummerSlam between Sasha, Charlotte, and Bianca. And I got Bianca going over. I love that because it still continues that trend where she beats the worst women. Oh, man. (laughs) So here's my problem is I'm thinking of match order, and I feel like that's messing with me. So I'm going to start throwing what I like on the board. And that, that Becky Lynch, uh, assuming she is, you know, not filming a movie, I can't yeah. predict her schedule. <laughs> Becky Lynch, big time Bex. I want her to be a face by this point. Okay. Because she, quite frankly, while her mannerisms are heelish and she's looking like Haley Williams and all that, she's clearly always going to be the fan favorite. Lean into that because there's a new heel who just turned named Rhea Ripley. Ooh. <laughs> and I'm expecting that in the buildup, Rhea Ripley has beaten Liv Morgan. Okay. I like Liv, but she should not beat Rhea Ripley. And quite frankly, Rhea Ripley is going to align with Edge and Damian Priest by this point. Because okay. it seems like that's what they've wanted to do. I'm going to leave yeah. Champ out of, it, out of it. He can be his own guy. Rhea Ripley is going to be your, I mean, she's going to be basically Edge's archetype right now of very edgy, dark, mysterious. Yeah. And full of herself. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And Becky is a face who the crowd loves and she's still got that edge to her. Rhea Ripley might be bigger. She might be stronger, but Becky Lynch is the man. She's big time Bex. They're going to go at it because this is a clash of personalities, colorful, very egotistical versus dark, mysterious, and overconfident. And I'm going to give Becky the win, but Rhea is going to give her one heck of a fight. Okay. This doesn't need a title. Becky Lynch doesn't need a title in her feud. So that's my opinion. I like that. Well, you're going to really like my next match and the idea behind it. You got Ezekiel. Yes. Taking on Kevin Owens. Yes. <laughs> And so Kevin Owens believes Ezekiel, after the entire summer, Ezekiel proving he's Ezekiel, Kevin Owens doesn't buy it, doesn't buy it. So he says, if I beat you in this match, you have to admit you're Elias. And Ezekiel says, you know what, I've had enough. I'll, I'll take you on that bet. So Kevin Owens is cheating. And out of nowhere, here comes Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn interferes to help Kevin Owens. Because Kevin Owens said, Sammy, help me prove this conspiracy is true. And lo and behold, someone, as Ezekiel is about to get beat, you hear the Elias music hit. You hear the guitar. Oh. But it's not Elias. It's someone dressed as an Elias. So it keeps the illusion of, is this Elias really? Or is it Ezekiel? But you have technically a, I guess, clone Elias saving Ezekiel and Ezekiel wins the match. 
this is the greatest match I've ever heard proposed, and I need it in my life. Okay, how am I going to top that? I can't top that. This is not going to happen. Um, spoiler alert, Brock's not on my SummerSlam. Just put it out there. Brock's not on mine either. Okay, I'm assuming he's going to take a long break, or maybe this is it. I don't know. I don't expect a big retirement speech from Brock Lesnar. Um, I'm going to steal one of your matches. Okay. Uh, I like uh, Edge and Damian Priest versus AJ Styles and Finn Balor. I'm gonna add a little tweak to the story. Okay, is that they've beaten AJ already? I mean, there's two pay per views between here and SummerSlam. Yeah, so naturally they've probably had this. Edge decides he wants Finn Balor. Now, why would he want Finn Balor? He wants Finn because he wants the demon on his side. Ooh. This dark storyline needs to have some nuance to it. There needs to be reasons why things are happening. Edge wants power. Edge wants to show what's right. And if he has a demon on his side, then I mean, how are you going to stop him? Yeah. You got a priest and a demon. That's wild, ain't it? Um, but Finn Balor, it's, not, it's his alter ego, first of all. It's not actually he turns into a demon. It's his alter ego. They'll say this a million times on commentary to really set the record straight because they need to, apparently. Yeah. Um, but Finn's always used it whenever he's had to. He's not going to use it for evil. I mean, Finn's the smiley baby face he's always been. AJ Styles will come to his aid when Edge gets violent about it because you know he will. He'll try to concerto the demon out. <laughs> and oh I, I want that to be the words he uses. I I'm going to concerto the demon out of you. I just got a visual of him concertoing Finn. And after the first one, he turns into the demon. So they cut in a cinematic promo. <laughs> so before he can concerto the demon out of finn balor aj styles comes and rescues him because you know bullet club uh connections there and what's going to happen to SummerSlam is i'm going to have edge and damian priest win they're going to pin aj styles finn balor is going to look very off the whole match <laughs> uh, usual things he does like the sling blade all of his offensive moves just look a little off and he's going to join up with him afterwards. He's going to take the Champa spot. Okay. I need Finn Balor on TV, and if this is a way to get him there, okay, I'll do that. All right. I'm trying to think of matches. I got left. I can't really follow that. So I'm just going to end it out with my main event. Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns, WWE Championship match. All right. So the buildup is after Money in the Bank. Cody was so close to that briefcase. Can't quite win. So close. Just gets taken from the jaws of the feet by a heel. Not sure who, but don't really care. Um, so Cody, then, after Roman Reigns has finished his match at Money in the Bank, Cody comes out. And we get a stare down. A nice little, nice little good stare down. And then we get the feud from there from the rest of till SummerSlam of I'm going to beat you because I'm, I'm going to beat you so I can win this for my father. So I can show that you're not the only family with royal blood because of the bloodline. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. You're not the only one with a bloodline, a lineage, etc. So you literally got the Rhodes bloodline against uh, what, what is uh, Roman's last name? Uh, it's pretty hard to pronounce. Like it's like, I can't say it, so, but you got that bloodline versus the Samoan Heritage bloodline 
and it would it would sell tickets. Let's be real. And this is we're all predicting this. Cody Rhodes wins the WWE Championship. He wins the belt they took away from his daddy in the garden. You get the big invasion. You get the confetti. You get the pyro. You get Pharaoh the dog coming down to the ring. You even get Brand. I'm just joking. You don't get Brandy and Pharaoh the dog, but <laughs> but you get a big championship celebration. Okay. So my problem is I just see so many names I want to throw on the card, but I know we're at the limit. Yeah. So we have a pre-show for a reason. I don't want to see that panel. I want to see matches. <laughs> I, want, I want to see matches. We can throw some on the pre-show too. I'm throwing. I'm going to throw my pre-show ones before I book this main event, which uh, will not be overbooked. I promise. <laughs> I want Alexa Bliss back. I want her actually back, and I don't want her to have to be angry all the time behind the scenes. <laughs> okay. Sonia Deville is exactly the type of villain of uh, authority figure who would make fun of Alexa Bliss for everything in the past. The doll, everything with the fiend, except we can't say the fiend. We're just going to address her weird past. And Alexa Bliss isn't going to snap. She's going to do whatever, you know, just kind of ignore it. And then finally, she's going to challenge her to a match. On the pre-show, Alexa Bliss goes over because, quite frankly, we need to get her momentum built up again. All right. Um, looking at the other people I would want on the show, I'm not putting Seth Rollins on the pre-show, but I'm also not putting him on the show. So this is a big problem. Listen, I see why they have problems getting everybody on the show now. <laughs> yeah, it, I flip. I forgot about Seth Rollins. Yeah, it's. Um, I think he's it, money in the bank, and you can tease that. Yeah, he'll tease that. Okay, so. Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns, the one pre-show match. Good job. And that was a lot of build-up for one match. <laughs> Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns. We know the story. We know what we want to do with this. I do want to add in, Roman's going to be just the worst guy in the world the whole time. <laughs> he is. He's going to talk about, hey, your dad just couldn't cut it in the big leagues. <laughs> There's a reason why Ric Flair beat up your dad. He's going to say things like that. He's going to talk about how, Cody, you're just like him. You there's a reason why a... you left. Yeah, there's a reason why you left, and you can't cut it in the big leagues either. Roman's going to be your company man. Yep. Oh, <laughs> because that's God. what he is. He is the one who was anointed the next big thing. You know? Are you going to put Vince in his corner? I'm not putting it? Vince in his corner. But I am going to have him lean into the fact that he has been given this for so long. They've tried to make him big because they saw he's just better than guys like Cody Rhodes. You could have, you could say when you were just starting to get over, I killed that push. Yeah, you can have him lean into it. And you really do need to have Roman start doing a little John Cena things where it's a little bit out of kayfabe, but also he can get away with it. It's like, he's I killed point. your start. Like something like that. That would be good. You had that momentum going, and who was there to stop it? That was me. And then you were dressing up in a jump shoot, in a jumpsuit with a star painted on your face. Stuff like that. Lean into it even more. Have Roman talk about how successful his family has been in WWE. Talk about The Rock. You can talk about Rikishi. You can talk about how Rikishi did more than Dusty Rhodes did in WWE. Oh, you could also talk about how. Uh... 
how um, Dusty did win the NWA championship, but it's not as prestigious as this belt right here. Do all that. Make Roman just look like a scumbag. You can because you could even, Oh my gosh. You could you can even tell him. Um I, I wasn't even dumb enough to book myself out of not participating for the belt. Something like that. I, I, I need you to I think Roman needs to do that one is a really like a throwaway line. Because if you really go that deep, then we officially kayfabe is dead and we are doing bad things to its corpse. Yeah. And I need what I need Roman to do there is oh so you're allowed to fight for this one huh? You're Something allow- like oh, that. Oh, that's a joke. I love it. Something that addresses the fact that Cody <laughs> booked himself into a corner. Cody will be all over this because at the end of the day, I agree. Cody's going over. Cody's he's going over. Re- he's, and he's good enough to come back from this on the mic too. Yeah, he can come back on the mic and he can be a sympathetic babyface. The crowd loves what he's doing right now. He, he can literally say, it took you how many years to finally get cheered by these people and that's because you're a bad guy now? Yeah, I mean, something like that can <laughs> oh, really line up. Gosh. T- Cody kind of sets himself up for some comebacks there, but Roman ain't going to give him. <laughs> oh, my God. Roman's good on the mic, but I don't think he's that good on the mic to have something lined up right after. If Cody says that... Or he says, I see you finally dished a tactical vest. Was that because you finally quit failing those drug tests? That goes Any, way back. Anything that you got to push the limits with the story and let Co- and Cody's got to have his moment. Set off the fireworks when he wins. Um, but I want during the match, just for a second, Seth Rollins has his money in the bank. I'm going to go with that. I like that. Ooh. Seth Rollins <sighs> comes out. But he just sits outside the ring. <laughs> and he's got oh. a connection with both of them. But Roman, you know, is going to have the big distraction now. When's he going to jump in the ring? When's he going to cash it in the middle he's of the He's done it before. He's going to have it in the back of his mind the whole time. Cody's going to win. Cody's going to win clean. <laughs> and Seth Rollins going to walk away. <laughs> love it. I love it. Gosh, I think we just booked SummerSlam for them. I think if they would just hire me on as a writer, we could solve so many problems. I think there's two of us as writers. We disagree about some things, but we know how to put out some bangers of matches. Yeah, there's some psychology that is in some of these matches that is just wonderful. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We got gold. But, yes, we do have gold, but sadly it brings us to the time of the end of our show. So you got anything on our closing moments? Um, if you haven't uh, been convinced to sign us on as writers, I don't know what you're doing. Listen, Vince, I'll work for free. I will. I won't. Give me your money. (laughs) I know how much money you have. I'm not working for free. I'll work for free. And then I'll have Tony Khan pay me a bunch of money. And then I'll just won't show up to work for him. I'm just joking. I will Brian Pillman my way through this. <laughs> Gotta love it. But anyways, that's been a Kincherico episode 17. Hope you all have a fantastic day and hope you're listening and stay Kincherico-y.